welcome once again to another exciting episode of Cinema de Fromage. This week, Max von Sydow, Brian Blessed, Timothy Dalton, all battle for the top spot of who's the most over-the-top actor. Oh, no, come on. Brian Blessed wins that one in Flash Gordon. So, folks, bring out the boar worms. It's Flash Gordon. Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. I like to play with things a while before annihilation. Pathetic Earthlings! Who can save you now? Ah! Welcome once again to Cinema de Fromage. That's right. The show's so nice, I started it twice. We are going on to watch the movies of cheese that, well, apparently you don't have to after listening to us talk about it. So you can thank us later. We do take financial gain any way you want to send it. Uh, make it to cash, though. Tonight we are talking about uh, a film that came after Star Wars but is definitely from a different time altogether and that is 1980s flash gordon a dino de laurentis production so you know it smacks a quality right there uh with me tonight of course is our our favorite guest stars we have jen how are we doing we are doing really good although i don't know why i said that in the third person i'm doing great how are you doing we are doing fine. You notice I said guest stars? You're guest stars in my book, by the way. Oh, boy. And and, and supporting actor. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Whoa. I was just going to say, I didn't bring my multiple personalities with me this time. Next time, I promise I will. And our also ran Kente is here. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I I uh, ready and just eager to talk about this movie okay so uh, i'm taking this one is is not one that you dislike no i didn't dislike it at all i mean it's hard to dislike because this one this is a definitely a polarizing film for some people either get it or you don't and that's not saying that if you get it it's something great it's just one of those films that just 
You either like it or you really don't. Uh, why don't you tell us who our uh, guests are? We have multiple guests. Yes. We have a plethora of guests tonight. Be, who do we have? And before before I, I say who our guests are, you you oh. can participate in the show by going to our website, which is IndieRadio.org. That's IndyRadio.org. Or you can call in and listen or uh, call in for a question uh, or a comment. And that number is area code 657-383-1714. Once again, that's area code 657-383-1714. Operators right. are standing by. They are. They are. And they're ready. All right. So we have two special guests today. And being to keep the integrity of our vote, I will I will give my score, but we won't count my score. So we can keep it at four, and even four. Our special guest uh, is the one, our first special guest is the one and only Mifune Akira, better known as Johnny. How you doing? Hey, hey, how we doing? I am so happy to have you on, man. Uh, I'm obviously admirer of your work. Uh, we've known each other now for a good while, and um, I always enjoyed when you come on the podcast, one of the funniest cats that ever come on and uh, looking forward to your hearing your take on it. Well, I really appreciate that. <laughs> and also joining us on the show, this guy is a, a veteran of, he's probably done a gazillion uh, podcasts himself. He's the famed engineer of the movies on air. He is, uh, you know, we all love him. He's the one and only the monk. No, 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 no. It's no. the monk. It's the monk. <laughs> anyway, monk will do just fine, or if we're feeling familiar, Uncle Monk. I love it. I uh, love it, Uncle Monk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Flash Gordon, this is the movie that taught me one thing. I cannot anymore say the words Flash without going, ah. <laughs> It's just, it's just, it just comes out. You can't do it. You say, flash. And even in your mind, you hear it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is going to be one of the few episodes where we're going to actually be talking quite a bit about the musical side of the uh, the movie as well, because you cannot uh, get past the soundtrack of this no, this no. film. It is. Um, it's done by Queen. Let's face it. I mean, they did one other film, which was uh, Highlander, um, but this is probably the most recognizable uh, theme song to any movie in the eighties. I mean, you just cannot have. I mean, even if you don't like the film, Flash. Ah, yeah, it's you, it's unforgettable, unforgettable. Absolutely. And now it's going to be stuck in my head for the next two weeks. Thank you very much. <laughs> Good. Well, so let us start off with, uh, for those who are uninitiated, uh, Flash Gordon is based on the comics from the 1930s and 40s and uh, the serials that came out as well, uh, starring Buster Crabbe. Flash Gordon actually came after Buck Rogers. Buck Rogers is the first precursor of uh, the modern science fiction, as it were. And Flash Gordon has the weird distinction of being the inspiration for a certain Mr. George Lucas's uh, little film called uh, War of Stars or something like that uh, where he wanted to do Flash Gordon couldn't so he made up his own little fake Flash Gordon thing and I, I, I understand that did okay in the box office 
<laughs> and this film then came out two years later and at, had the unfortunate uh, distinction of being compared to the Star Wars film, which, of course, it shouldn't have been because it's its own creature, as you shall find out tonight. So there's the brief history of the movie. Um, the film itself is The <clears throat> Adventures of Flash Gordon. Uh, for those who don't know it, Flash Gordon's, well, he in this movie, is a football star who just happens to be in a plane with uh, reporter Dale Arden, who accidentally crashes near the crazy scientist Hans Zarkov <laughs> during the time when the world is being attacked by Ming the Merciless from the planet Mongo. If this does not make any sense, don't worry. The rest of the film follows suit. <laughs> Finally, just by random coincidence, Flash and Dale are kidnapped by Zarkov, who, in a mad craze to try to save the Earth, kidnaps them. They fly off to the planet Mongo in his homemade rocket ship, where they get into a lot of adventures with all different kinds of weird creatures and everything. And, uh, spoiler alert, Flash wins. Uh-huh. That's, that's the brief summary of the film which does not do it justice because it is, it's one of those films that's made up of set pieces that, you know, each unique, bizarre, and um, basically like eye candy, because this film is, I think it's one of the more colorful films that you'll ever see. Like Wizard of Oz colorful, you know, like the costumes, the sets, everything is just bright, flashy. Like this is a comic book, three, three color comic book brought to life on the big screen. And uh, it's either you hate it or you love it for what it is. You know, um, we're, we have actually a question already from the audience, Ooh. and they want to know. Uh, I can't answer this, so maybe uh, maybe you guys can. But they said, didn't they put Flash Gordon type character in Futurama? Uh, Flash Gordon? No. If they're talking about Zap Brannigan, Zap is more of a. An, a, Kirk. A, a Kirk, Cap, uh, Captain yeah. Kirk kind of character. However, he does dress like a Clash Gordon character, wearing you know skirts and not being afraid to show his lovely gams. But in the movie Ted, uh, actual Flash Gordon was in it. Oh, oh yeah, Ted. Yeah, the uh, Mike. Uh, no, no, no. The the. Okay, help me out here. The Star, movie Ted. Yeah, the movie Ted. Sam Jones. Oh. Sam J. Play, Jones. Yeah. He was in Ted playing Flash Gordon. Yes. <laughs> On his famous rocket scooter. Yes. Yes. So, um, first thing, um, let's uh, first impressions. Let's just go around the table and get first impressions of, of the film, uh, how everybody uh, enjoyed it. And maybe even, you know, have you, is this the first time seeing it or have you seen this before or, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, we, we'll start with you, Monk, because I'm sure you uh, saw the original 1930s serials when they came out and everything. So, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Not only did I see the uh, 1930s serials, actually, Sunday Sunday mornings, in the kind of programming they'd have for kids, you know, uh, they would run those serials on one of the local channels, and I watched it there. But I have something over all of you. I actually paid money to see this movie. Uh, I did, too. I did, too. (laughs) First run? Yep. 1980. I was was a kid then. I was like, oh, great. I didn't get to see Star Wars in the theater, so let me go see this. And so my first time seeing, to spoil my part, it was basically going, "Uh, 
This isn't Star Wars. <laughs> I have since no, learned true. the error of my ways, however. <laughs> I was also a fan of... Uh, they reprinted some of the uh, uh, comic book... Not comic book, but uh, in a comic book, uh, the um, serials that would run in the funny papers, <laughs> as we used to call it years and years ago. And I love the art style back then because all the women were erotically dressed. The men were erotically dressed. <laughs> yes, yes, they were. And it was, uh, yeah. I, so when I saw it, I was not really surprised of, of how it looked because they tried very hard to make it look like the, um, the comic book series. And we're talking, you know, from back in the 30s, uh, a long time ago. Okay, Jen, how about you now? Your first impressions. Now, have you seen this? You, you, you've seen this, obviously, before. Oh, I've seen it many times. I mean, I, I, I'm almost embarrassed to say that this is one of my guilty pleasure movies. I actually really like it. Not because it's such a great piece of cinematic work, but because for whatever reason, it brings back a kind of nostalgia that I just absolutely adore. <clears throat> so I, I, I really like it. Um, when I first saw it, I was younger. Um, and I, like you, saw it in the movie theater, but I must have been much more impressionable. I don't know. I was blown away by it. I took my... I went to go see this movie with my mom, and uh, my mom was like, this is awful, I'm leaving. And <laughs> I ended up being in the movie theater all by myself watching this movie, thinking, L first Literally all, by yourself? Like there was nobody else in the theater? Well, there were plenty of other people in the theater, oh, okay. but, you know, when you're, yeah, if it's, if it's your first time in the theater all alone without anybody else being there, you're just like, wow, this is really cool. Um but but to go back to what I was going to say, the 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 my original uh, my original reaction to this movie was, why can't all movies be this exciting? Now, uh, obviously, <laughs> it wasn't such a great impression, but that feeling stuck with me, and I still get that feeling of like, oh my gosh, this is so dumb, but it's just so fun to watch. So that's my, my, my I, the dialogue is so bad in this. How I ever sat through that and didn't just laugh and laugh and laugh, I don't know. Well, well here's the thing. Um, so the writer uh, of the script, uh, well, you may recognize his work from a previous movie we did uh, just a few weeks back. It's um, uh, Semple Jr. I can't remember his first name again. Lorenzo. Uh, Lorenzo, thank you. Who also wrote <laughs> Batman yeah. and wrote many the no. uh, pilot it wrote the pilot of the batman series as well as the movie yeah. so there you go batman and so and movie. so you go oh jesus i can't ever, campy. you can never throw away a bomb <laughs> well that's right now that's number 2 right now this uh, in this run of uh, top films batman and uh, westworld so just a reminder for everybody else who knows one or both those movies may be gone by the next 2 weeks but here we are. Um, so, who, if you and your impressions, have you, you, did you, I'm assuming you've also seen this film before many times? Yeah. That's all right. Can I go now? <laughs> <laughs> Entirely up to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Star Wars was my very first movie I ever saw as a kid. Uh, Dad came home and said, oh, my God, we got to go do this thing. It's huge and blah, blah, blah. And I was six, stood around the corner and and, uh, finally got to see it. And we all know Star Wars broke the mold. You know what I mean? It was revolutionary. I mean, everything they did was. And then I didn't see Flash until VHS. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's a big square thing that you put in a machine and you get to watch movies back in the day but uh i didn't get to see it like 83 84 something like that and i thought it was the absolute worst movie because i was comparing it to star wars like you were saying earlier and i thought this is just the cheesiest and and i really hated it but then you know high school and weed and all that (laughs) you tend to watch it quite a few more times and i think flash gordon is one of those not only cold i think that's too cliche to even say that it's cold it's one of those movies that grows on you throughout your your childhood and your young adulthood and then your older adulthood that it, right it, it's like it sucks and then it's like that's eh, okay it's cool to watch when you're high and then later on it's like wow this is really artistic and then later on you find out more <laughs> stuff about it you're like this is probably one of the best movies i ever seen in my whole life and it really isn't i mean you know it is what it is but but overall, I I do I do like Flash Gordon. Um, it's it's just one of those ones where I can roll my eyes at half of it, and the other half I'm like, that's kind of cool. And Kente, how about you? You know, uh, I I've definitely seen it many times when I was younger. I hadn't seen it in a long time. I I must have been it must have been maybe about twelve years ago or so. This last time I saw it, so it was almost like seeing it again for the first time because it's been so long. Uh, I, one thing that I, uh, really enjoyed about it is it had a lot of memorable quotes. Um, you know, uh, I love that when he's about to marry, uh, I forgot what her name is, Dale, I think. Dale. And, uh, the, the, the high priest is like, do you take this woman to be your empress of the hour? <laughs> you know? <laughs> And not to throw her out into space uh, until you feel you have to. <laughs> I, I, leaned over, over. I leaned over to a friend of mine. I said, that's totally going to be my, uh, <laughs> my wedding, vows. <laughs> wedding vows right there. But, um, it, you know, it's, it's a funny movie. Uh, you know, it's silly as hell. And I, I really enjoyed watching it. I had a great time watching it. This morning. I watched it this morning. Yeah, I mean, I... Like I said, I saw this when it first came out. Uh, I, the first time I saw it, and the weird thing is, I saw it three times in the initial time, and it wasn't intentional. Uh, the first time I, I intentionally went to go see it, I, oh, I want to see Flash Gordon. I saw it and I was like, "Wow, okay." Then I was a newspaper boy, and the newspaper and the newspaper decided to take all the newspaper boys out to a day to go see the theater to uh, see a movie, and it was Flash Gordon. And I'm like, oh. But I kind of liked it the second time because there's a couple of scenes that stick with me, stick with you, and you kind of remember them. And not just the funny dialogue, but the certain scenes that, you know, visually you remember them and certain bits that you go, okay, yeah. You, like, for example, when they pull the eye mask off the robot guys. Yeah. You see that? That just sticks. I mean, as when you're a little kid, you see it and it's like, oh, that's kind of creepy. And then it's kind of the visual thing kind of just that you remember that. Yeah, don't forget that ever. Um, the... Uh, uh, I can never remember the name of the guy with the gold mask when he gets yeah. impaled at the spikes uh, and the eyeballs. Clitoris and the tongue. Clitoris. Yeah. Clitoris. Clitoris or something like that. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh dear. <laughs> well, there's a lot of sexual was... innuendo in this movie, and it's, and it's actually it's not much innuendo. Um, <laughs> innuendo. <laughs> General Clytus, yeah. Uh, innuendo. That's, a, that's another Queen song, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, shoot, and, and then they had Flash in uh, what was it, leather uh, booty shorts. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah, them sticking their hands into the trunk of the tree to, for the, the thing that would sting them. That's a scene you you go. Oh, that's kind of cool. Especially you know Flash being the tricky guy that he is, fools him. You know, it's interesting that both Dino movies with Dune, there is a thing where you put your hand into a box, right? And then there's that. I thought that was yeah. weird. So maybe Dino's got a fear of putting his hand into strange yeah, maybe. places, and so he decides that's got to be in his movie. Look, I don't think there was one in Kong, though. I don't know if it was a, supposed to be in the Dune book. I never read it because I would still be reading it now. Yes, so. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, okay. okay. It, it does have a it's a literary reference. Um, the the Jam Kabar and the uh, box of pain. What's That's in right. the, What's in the box? Pain. <laughs> or pain is the mind killer. Uh, as, or Brad Pitt's the... wife's head. Hmm. As the Either. as the only as the only female representation here on this panel, I have to say that before I even understood that I had a crush on Flash Gordon, I totally had a crush on Flash Gordon. So <laughs> I feel like I feel like that must have been a lot of the attraction for a ton of women to go see Flash Gordon. Well, it couldn't have been his voice because that was not oh, his voice. Beat me it to it. I was just going to say that too. Because <laughs> no, at the very Timothy beginning Dalton of the movie, either. very beginning of the movie, it's like, who is this uh, nine-year-old voice that I'm hearing coming out of? What? what? That's not a. Hi, I'm Flash, and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, like, come on, yeah. we gotta go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, apparently there was a bit of a falling out between uh, the actor and the producer, and there was supposed to be a trilogy. I mean, the next movie was supposed to be Flash Gordon oh, Goes to that. Mars or something like that, which was based on the original serials. So, I mean, because that's where he goes. And you probably see more Frigida and all those other places they talked about in the movie. Um, but uh, so he didn't get to come back to do the, um, the re-recording of the voice work. So they hired another actor to do it all for him. And, and it's I actually, it's not bad dubbing because you unless you knew it you i mean yeah it does seem a little odd but you could think well maybe this guy just talks this way yeah um, no I, I thought it was something wrong with the video or something i didn't think it was because the dubbing's perfect it, it matches yeah. it matches well, yeah. but, but it's just too the, the pitch is way too high <laughs> very agreed um so uh one of the things i, I think that strikes me uh aside from the colorful sense is the costumes and apparently they weren't supposed to spend as much on the costumes as they ended up doing, but the person they got as the costume designer just went mental. And, like, when you see Ming's Palace and all of the different costumes and all the amazing costumes um, on all these, you know, models that were just dragged out of nowhere. I was watching the credits, actually, and there's quite a few. They are listing the different uh, concubines and everything. And so you have Concubine 2, and then it's just a one-named actress. You know, Thea or something like that. It's like, okay, yeah, she's probably into different kinds of movies, and that was her stage name, you know, or her dancing name or something like that. But yeah, so the costumes are incredible. I mean, I think Flash and Ming have the most costume changes in any characters in any movies that I've ever seen. Because Flash has got at least, what, six, including his uh, 
his leather undies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's got at least seven or eight different costumes he wears through this film. That soldier outfit was well. kind of tight. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I like love, the soldier I, outfit. Well, you know, the thing I like, too, is it, 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 what movies do nowadays, and I think they try to remake Flash Gordon for uh, TV, if I remember correctly, um, Space uh, Space Channel or whatever it is. What is it in the U.S.? Uh, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was awful. Yeah. Yeah, and it's because they tried to modernize it. And the thing is, I think what works for Flash Gordon, if you're going to do it, you have to be true to the time period that it was done. So you have that sort of Art Deco look to the spaceships and everything. You have this <laughs> this weird kind of pseudo-futuristic uh, and... Yeah, they, you know, they all look together. like rat worst with fins and windows and rocket yeah. motors. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. I was kind of wishing that they had that sound effect they had on, in the old one, that... <laughs> And the ships would actually like take off by going in circles, like they did in the old serials, which I always loved. With the sparklers out of the back, but they, but they, what they did is they they created that Art Deco look. They had the colors and everything. I mean, and I think it, that's one of the things that makes this film really different and interesting, is because it doesn't try to modernize it and make it, so you know, update it and go, oh, this stuff's all antiquated. Let's just update it. We'll make sleek ships and we'll do this and this, and it'll look like any other space movie that's you know, out there trying to be a clone of Star Wars. And this film, you know, went out of its way not to. Way out of its way. Yeah, and it did not take itself seriously at all, which Wait a minute. made it such a fun film. Wait a minute, Timothy Dalton took himself very serious. He was doing Shakespeare. <laughs> he played it serious? <laughs> he was doing I Shakespeare. Did. I thought he was doing, uh, this was a Shakespeare play when he came on the screen, because he was like, <laughs> he didn't have no tongue-in-cheek or nothing. He's just like... No. <laughs> No, but I think I think because he played it straight, it actually made his lines funnier. Come on, I mean, you know, he's not taking it seriously when he says "lying bitch." Well, you know, it's a little bit. Wait, it's a little bit like uh, it's a little bit like everybody was having a great time, and Timothy Dalton came on the screen and said, "I know what this movie needs—a Shakespearean actor." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought it was interesting too. Is that? I didn't know until I guess my 30s that it was a tongue-in-cheek movie. I mean, uh, Dino and whoever else was making the film, they actually did it more of a comic strip version, like you were talking about earlier. I didn't know that. Like the first probably 10 times I've seen it, I'm thinking it's serious, but they just suck. You know? <laughs> and, oh. Oh, and, and But the main thing was, is, was Timothy Dalton's act because he was serious right <laughs> right and uh and I so think i he thought was it was overly serious because he's i mean if you look at the character he's playing the character he's playing uh baron even in the the comic strips was this you know straight laced boring boring guy who's uh, just a swashbuckle and that was all he was cared about yeah well that that, that, that works so well against brian blessed yeah uh, absolutely i mean to. because he you know he is so over the top yeah, we and then you talk. got the subdued i mean it's yeah. like it, yin and yang it, it has to be this way but yeah, you know what's for it to I, really work i saw this thing though getting prepared for this and they were saying that half the crew was italian and then other was like british and american and they said yeah. that communication was very poor because of the language barrier so yeah. half the people didn't oh, even know what kind of oh, movie they were making it's even funnier than that because uh, I was watching the thing where Semple was talking about his script and Dino De Laurento could only read Italian. So he had an interpreter take the script and interpret it. But apparently the interpreter didn't know how to like would come to the place and say, oh, that's a nice dog talking about the guy's cat. 
um, and apparently the interpreter didn't know English that well. And so Lord knows what the script looked like when Dino De Laurentiis was looking at it, because it probably was a really bastardized version of the English script. And so, yeah, there, that was a huge problem in the production that like you had so many different people from so many different places. And I mean, it's a miracle that it even comes together as coherent as it does. And I, it's just not a totally coherent movie. <laughs> I wonder if some of the awkward parts in the movie that you can see, I can't think of one right now, but where it's, it's uh, you're like, what? Because, like, you know, like spaghetti westerns, there's a certain scenes where things just seem a little off, a little different. Maybe it's Italian thing. I don't know. But watching this, I wonder if that's, you know, the certain awkwardness is because of the, the language barrier. Who was, the, who was the lady? Add, added to the comedy, comedy was, of it. Who was the lady <laughs> that was uh, one the villain chick who she died near the end? Of the movie, um, but oh, she, you mean the one in the black leather? Yeah, her. Yeah, she yeah. was hilarious. I liked her a lot. Yeah, that was a funny. Yeah, movie. the S and M one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she, she was she really was super serious. sexy too. Yeah, she yeah. was. She was about that life too. In that, uh... <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Like this film did not pull any punches as far as it went for everything you could go. S and M, you know, lots of skin all kinds of stuff and yet it's still a pg film and so they they skirted that line and there's quite a few uh interesting innuendo lines that are pretty damn blatant when you listen to them well you you are especially the scene with princess please go ahead go ahead i i was just gonna say especially the scenes between princess aura and flash gordon yes but 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 there was also uh, this this sort of implied odd behavior between Princess Aura and uh, and Cletus too, which totally as if you watch it when you're older and not when you're just a kid, it it's it's creepy. It's well, downright no, creepy. not as creepy as the relationship between Ming Kayla. and his daughter. Her name Kayla, well, a, li- a little bondage never hurt any relationship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's sitting there. He's sitting there in the dark. Holding his martini, uh, space martini, watching his daughter being whipped, yep. and then it's like, and then no, carry on. It's like, and he okay. did it all sideways too. Not <laughs> yeah. even like looking at him. He did it like I don't yeah. know, like if somebody was taking his photo or something. <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead, torture show. the shit out of her. It's all good. I'm enjoying this just way too much. Go on. Um, let's actually, we were talking about the actors, uh, um, and we're going to get to Brian Blessed, trust me, because that is an act unto itself. That is a whole different part of the movie that it's its own universe. But um, the portrayal of Ming uh, by Max von Sydow, I really liked it. I, I he was one of those people. Perfect. Like, Perfect. Oh, he he played it just right. It's just this total evil character who's like nonchalant, like he doesn't do any of the stuff. He has other people do it for him. I mean, there's only one act he actually does to somebody where they freeze the one guy who and he stabs him. Yeah. But, uh, other than that, he's like, you know, just standing aside, making bad things happen, even just implying things so bad things can happen. He didn't, you know, he didn't care. Well, well you know, in the comics book, comic strip, uh, uh, Ming looked like uh, an evil Shylock, uh, uh, you know, a bad Jew. I mean, they really you know, drew on that character, but, uh, you know. But in the, the serial, he's he got more of a Fu Manchu thing going. Yeah, yeah, uh, because is, you know, it, it, it worked better. The uh, But Max von Sydow as Ming, I mean, he's perfect for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he can play the, e- 
the evilness and the nonchalant evilness. Yes. yes. Oh, what are we going to destroy today? I'm <laughs> bored. I'm bored. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, it it takes a certain it takes a certain screen presence for an actor to deliver lines that are so over the top hokey and still come off as having some kind of real depth. That is just pure presence and talent. I, there's no way you can watch this and not think that Max von Sydow did not somehow not just add an uh, an awesome depth to the character, but he was that character. I mean, I, I can't think of a single other person that would have made Ming work. Yeah, and uh, he had the menace going for him too. And he just, you know, he would just sit there and look. And he's not like he's glowering or anything. He'd just have this almost a neutral expression, and yet you'd feel the menace coming off the guy. Is this? Is, you'd know this. This guy rules an entire, well, as he says, the entire universe, as he says, the entire universe. Because that's what Ming does, you know. Um, I'd like to see I, Sam Jackson as Ming. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I should, I should read, oh, redo it, Sam Jackson. No, man, kill the Flash. <laughs> I ain't talking to you. Uh, you know what? Uh, uh, you know what I love though with Ming is uh, I love his weather machine. Oh yes. Uh, the the oh, yeah. buttons. That... I... <laughs> yeah. Hot hail. It's a planet they call. Uh, and right there is a thing that says earthquake. So yeah. Wow. He's like, what's this button do? Earthquake. What's Earth? Oh, it's the planet. Oh, oh, so it makes the yeah, planet yeah. shake. Oh, I, I noticed what? that too. What's the name of the planet? Earth. And the right button right there says earthquake. Where did you think that? <laughs> uh, my favorite scene, I think, in Flash Gordon with Ming is where he's, um, he's about to take the memory of the doctor or attempt to. Oh, I love that scene. There's a, there's a long uh, <laughs> monologue that he has, and it's really great because. He's got this little tremble to him, right? I don't know if you guys noticed that, but like in his lips, you know, when he's talking. I don't know if maybe he's got Alzheimer's at the time, Parkinson's. I don't know. Uh, but he's trembling a little bit as he's talking. And you could see like there's a, it was a good portrayal of somebody that's like, you know, furious or crazy on the inside, but looking so calm with his eyes half drooped the way he does, oh, you know, and, and it, delivering that dialogue. But he had a little tremor to and him. He had that, that, and they had that, that little cool. joke too in there where they show Hitler and he goes, man, he had a lot of promise. <laughs> like that was one of their agents <laughs> but here's the thing okay that's the thing so zarkov um i'm assuming zarkov is a russian name uh -huh. so but I, I i'm thinking now there's sort of a subtle hint that you know in this movie because Zarkov's another great character he's this totally unhinged performance <laughs> yeah. just that's the amount of enthusiasm and craziness and i don't even know like the actor was basically i think he took his lines and said i'm going to do whatever the hell each scene and none of these scenes are going to match with any others i don't care but there's this weird thing going where you see that you see hitler and everything and he's going okay they've given this really dark backstory to this guy because you you realize okay he was you know in the middle of world war ii and he was a Russian and he was probably part of like the stuff that was going on then and it's like well that's really dark but we'll just brush that off with a line from Ming <laughs> having a promise it's like wow 70s you could get away with a lot back well then. it was amazing to me how Hans had them under gunpoint right yep. took yep. off in a freaking rocket ship they land 
and they're best and friends. And then everything's cool. Everything's yep. cool. <laughs> down the hallway together. Don't worry, I still got my gun. Oh wait, no, never mind. But hey, we're all cool, right? Yeah, yeah, we're fine. Actually, that's like, a, like what? He just you brought me here. He's the first one I'd probably beat the crap out of. <laughs> then I would deal, deal with Ming. Once I knew I could take Ming, I would take that guy first. All right, first of all, you brought us here. <laughs> you know, my favorite though is before you know when he's chasing his assistant down. And he's like, Why are you running? Meanwhile, he's holding the gun at the same time, kind of pointing it at telling him we're going on the ship. And he's like, I'm not going on the ship. And he's like running after him with a gun, and then asking the guy in complete earnest seriousness and and almost hurts. Like, why are you running away? It's like, oh, dude, you're swinging a gun in his face. I don't think he wants to stay. And then later, that same gun, he tells Flash right in front of the robot thing that's following them and it's recording every one of their words. It's a, I've got a gun. I'll be using it. On... And I'm going, oh, my God, you don't do that. Though. You don't it tell even a robot. He doesn't even whisper. He just starts talking. But the beautiful thing but is. But not the side of the mouth thing, you know, not yeah, even outside yeah. of the mouth. I just straight up. T- but the beautiful thing about the movie is I go, oh, yep. OK, you said that in front of the robot. The robot bl- zaps the gun. It's like, stop. Okay, guys, you know, I'm listening to you. All right, let me, let me ask you guys a question. Let me make this observation. Uh, okay. How did Spider-Man become Spider-Man? Uh, he got bitten by a radioactive spider. All right, and how did, uh, let's say, uh, Captain America become Captain America? And he got juiced up. Drugs and electricity and stuff. You know what I love about Flash Gordon? The, his Science. only ability is that he played quarterback for the New, New, <laughs> New, York, Jets. New York Jets. That's right. So that and means... he had his own name on his chest. <laughs> right. That'll always do it. So that means <laughs> Sam Darnold, in the back. Sam yeah, Darnold, right. who is the quarterback now from USC, I guess he would be uh, Flash Gordon now. <laughs> can, you can you imagine? Actually, that'd be hilarious. The world is saved by an insane scientist who makes his own rockets uh, and believes that we're being attacked by Martians. Um, a reporter and a quarterback. Yep. <laughs> like, what's prepared to, to save the world? Yeah, we need a modern version. Modern version. Kaepernick. Ah! <laughs> there we go. But you, you know, it's funny though. In that first fight scene, he's like using oh, football. Thank you. Football. Talk that, about that, that first genius. fight scene, please. <laughs> yes, well, that is genius. It's basically <laughs> Flash is being attacked. He's about to be overrun by these guards who. Well, we'll say what happens. So, what happens? They throw uh, an object at him to defend himself, and it's the shape of a, a watermelon. It looked like a an watermelon. It's like an egg, yeah, <laughs> a metal egg. Yeah. And suddenly, Flash is like woozy. Looks up, and he notices the fact that all the guards, their helmets and everything, they kind of look like football players. <laughs> so, what's he do? Tucks the ball, the egg underneath, and runs through. <laughs> pushes his way through. Starts hammering away at it, and it's like. <laughs> I, I thought that was, yeah, no, which really... which you kind of think uh, you know <laughs> into that movie because you're already looking at it like a, a mystery science theater 3000 movie you know <laughs> but you get to the point with the egg and he does the the tackling but then then it goes completely off the rails because you got dale right the girl she's all she's <laughs> Go flash, go! And she's yes. doing it with the cheerleader thing with she's her arms. arms moving. <laughs> I was dying. I'm like, this can't be. This is, has to be, you know, purposely comedic. Oh, you know? she, and then, she no, actually, then, the actress actually improvised that. Really? During the scene? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. You know, know. You know what's it, funny? Makes that scene. I forgot. But, I forgot though. You know, I'm, I'm thinking he had some sort of ability. So I'm trying to remember the movie, and I'm like, no. I'm thinking like, oh, at some point he must 
get you know electrocuted or something and then he's <laughs> super nope. no he's not he's just the quarterback of the now, new, Jer- he, new york yeah. Jets. Now, or did he just go to a place where just everybody else sucks <laughs> like they're all weak you know what i mean they all uncoordinated that's just their whole life that's the way they are and we're just superior naturally hey mongo has half the gravity of earth uh, the other part that had me though right after she was doing the cheerleading was when um it's when when the bad guys walk up to uh what was his name again uh which one uh, uh Clytus. they go up to Clytus like he's the coach remember oh, yeah. he's like, he's like, listen, listen, see how he's doing it you got to put your shoulders up like this and you got to bend over like this i'm like really Really? So they turn he's around playing a game like, with you. Some sort of lights, game. And they're all lining up, you know, like it's any given Sunday. Now they're ready to go at them. <laughs> and he's ready for it. He doesn't look at them like, wow, are they really lining up? Are they really forming a line? All right. No, he's just like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and, and, and he's doing really well. And like they're throwing the ball, the eggs at him, and he's hammering guys in the head. And, and what happens? Zarkov ruins the whole thing by including flash right in the head with the, one of the balls that's how he loses the fight not because he's being overpowered by the enemies but because one of his allies whips a ball at his head and knocks and him out let me let me any other movie it would have ended with him just like you know randomly gang up on him and they hold yep. him and all that i'd love that let i me, love they change let it. me yeah. let me ask you a question you know he he initially was a polo player so how yeah. does that scene play out uh, if he's a polo player, though, instead well, he can swing. The, they'll give him a sword, and he swings it like a polo mallet. <laughs> so it's cleaving guys from the, the lower parts up as he's swinging around. Right? He should make the next one. He's a ping pong player. He just go no, really. Oh gosh, <laughs> he's an art. He, he's a video game star. Oh wow, yeah, he's just what killing people. He with puts on his virtual reality stuff and just starts fighting people. Wait, he did that. Uh, Ready Player One. <laughs> I wonder what it would have been like though if they didn't play it that way. You know, if they uh, played it as serious, mm. how the movie well, would have still come out. You know, uh, one thing. One thing is a, a just after I watched this again, um, I don't know, maybe about a year or so ago, that I noticed that I hadn't really noticed before is that Earth is is very much, um, or the portrayal of Earth in Flash Gordon is very much this almost. Uh, patriotic kind of a thing for the u.s of course it's like it's an american patriotism thing that uh that is represented by flash gordon and dale and Mm -hmm. uh, and and it's not like it doesn't strike you anymore as just being oh yeah these were the saviors of earth no 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 no. they were the saviors of the u.s yeah like captain america maybe yeah very much so you know i I had a different feel you know what? Uh, coming from outside of the U.S., I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't uh, see that either. I, 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 I like honestly, Earth, I totally get. I thought saying. it was. Yeah, I, I really thought it was Earth. And I, what I kind of liked about the, and it's the whole Flash Gordon story, which really works, is the whole thing is Flash is just trying to get all these disparate people who are from all these different races and everything together to fight a common enemy. And it was kind of like it's not like here I'm going to show you how to do it. It's always about come on, we're going to work together. You got to come with me. We're going to do this. And even though everyone's like all oh, hail Flash and all this, he's not trying to be a leader. He's just trying to be this guy that gets everybody together to fight. Yeah, and he's get laid, the quarterback. And get laid while yeah. he's doing it. And get laid yeah. while he's doing it. Yeah. And get laid twice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Way, so but the that. reason the reason why I was asking about a seriousness is because I did some serious serious research. I went on IMBD um, <laughs> and I looked up and it said Kurt Russell yep. was going to yep. take 
the, the lead for Flash Gordon. And but yep. he didn't because it was going comical instead of mm -hmm. serious. Wow. And can you imagine? Right. I just picture him with his um his tank top from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> picture. That's 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 his Flash. <laughs> Oh wow! A young Kurt Russell in that movie would have been yeah. So and Pink awesome. Floyd and Pink Floyd was originally the group they had asked to do the music yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like well, one that's... of those harebrained things that Dino De Laurentiis would do. <laughs> okay, I got a bunch of different weird ideas. We're going to throw them together and see what works. Okay. But must have been nice to be. Sorry. Must have been nice to be. Must have been nice to be. Somebody that that a producer, a director, whatever, in that era where people would just throw money at you for whatever project you wanted to put together, I, I just I can't even imagine that kind of creative power. Yeah, and, well, and that was like twenty million himself. for that, right? Twenty yeah. million, probably easily. Um, the director himself did not want to really do the project. Dino just said, "You know what? I like this guy. You're going to be the director." And I was like, "What? Why me?" Wow. I've never done anything like this. What, what are you talking? No, nope, you're going to do it. So he decided, okay, well, let me try my best to see what if I can make this kind of movie. And I, you know, I think he did a great job because you look at it the way it's shot and everything. It's a really nice looking movie and it's got some great, interesting camera angles and weird, you know, oddball stuff that really, you know, give it a nice look to it. I mean, you don't look at it and go, oh, this looks cheap or this looks crappy. It may look odd and the special effects are suspect, but I mean, you know, we're talking optical effects in the early 70s. Not everything was Star Wars. And even then, there's some stuff in the original cuts of Star Wars, not the re-remastered stuff that were kind of suspect too back in the day that you just accepted because nothing looked better than that at the time. Well, you know, um, that's why don't look good. That's why I say uh, no uh, Dino De Laurentiis uh, bashing because he created Star Wars. <laughs> did he really? I didn't know that. He really did create Star Wars by not hiring George Lucas for Flash Gordon. Yeah, uh, George right. Lucas yeah. made, You're right. You're right. Absolutely. If he had well, said, he, you know what, you get well, the job, think, no I Star Wars. the way that it went down, though, was that George was trying to get the rights for Flash Gordon, and it was already, yes, being, was. Yeah. It was already being seek, so that's why he, he moved on. Uh, but, but yeah, that would have been uh, that would have been a trick. Can you imagine George Lucas Flash Gordon? <laughs> uh, it probably well, would have looked a lot like Star Wars. Yeah. Th think about this: uh, Dino De Laurentiis originally wanted Federico Fellini to do this, but I think oh Fellini turned it, he turned it down because there's no trains in this movie. How can you have a movie a, a movie without a train going into a tunnel? You know, <laughs> multiple trains going into tunnels. You know, it, it just it just didn't work for him. So uh, yeah, he. But a Fellini thing. It's it it would boggle the mind. Oh, and this man. movie does boggle most of the time. It is a very bizarre movie. But, it, it, it's all set pieces that are really flashy and everything. But you think about it, the story is, is very thin and it barely hangs together. It yeah. just moves from one set piece to the other, to the other, to the end. And it's like, okay. Like, there's a scene where, where she's leaving, um, the daughter's leaving uh, Baron uh, on Aboria. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go see my father. And the next scene, cut, she's being whipped. And it's like, wait a minute, what the hell? Just Did I miss a whole chunk of the movie? Did I black out? What, the, what happened? What did I miss here? And there's so many times that happens. It's just like, you know what? We're going to the next scene. It doesn't matter. You just have to accept this happened. 
I actually like that. Where's this friendship between Broken Nose Hawkman and Flash that he has to, of all the people going, getting blasted and falling out of the sky and everything, he, Flash had to go rescue that one guy. And it's like, where did that come from? I mean, I recognize him because he's got that really busted up nose. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember which one I'm talking about, but the guy's got a nose that's almost like halfway across his face. Oh, and he's um and flash not like, say, uh, if if he is you should get that fixed yeah that's sad that's... it's <laughs> yeah it's it's quite a broken nose but there's a scene it's like oh i gotta go okay save him and it's like why how do you know this guy you never even talked to him in the f- and now you know him by name and you, you can't okay i'll just go with it go save him flash but this movie ramps up everything too and I mean you have movies with love triangles I'm sitting with my daughter watching this and we realize this movie had a love octagon <laughs> because you think yeah. about it you got Flash and Dale and you got Ming who wants Dale and then you got the daughter who wants Flash and then of course you've got the gold faced guy who wants the daughter plus Clitoris. you have Prince Baron who wants the daughter as well then you have Goldface and then you hope that Dale else. wants the daughter <laughs> and it just keeps, and, and there's probably something going on between Ming and his daughter too, and it's just like, uh, what? The That's the creepy you know, vibe that comes. Uh, but you know movie. what though, uh, the uh, princess and Dale, they had a great uh, bed pillow fight. So yes. that was pretty nice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I like how she uh, Dale tricks the concubine into getting drunk to take her place yeah. so she can go off. Oh, and, here, and she kicks that. You know, as far as the damsel in distress goes, she has that great moment where she's kicking ass. You know, she does the the somersault uh, and everything and yeah. kills Very a bunch believable. of those. You know guys. who she reminded me of? She reminded me of Cape Capshaw in uh, uh, Temple of Doom. Mm. She has that same kind of yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of ditzy, but still, you know, capable punch in the face kind of thing. Yeah, I like yeah. the. Oh, and none of the whining and screaming. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but this but, is expensive yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she's she's the damsel in distress, but she also can fight, which was really nice to see because uh, you don't get much of that around that time. Um, but uh, even then, you know, the, then you go to the disturbing stuff because every one of those guys she kills squeals like a pig being slaughtered, mm-hmm. and I'd always got oh, to that was gross. Of, yeah, every time, like whenever things died in that movie, they didn't die well. They died horribly. Yeah, and it was, and it would be like gruesome. Like, like was, it, was that boo boo coming out of uh, General Clitoris's face? It looked like boo boo coming out of his mouth. When no, he, that's his tongue. Oh, that was his, that tongue. his tongue. All, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all mutated or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. That freaked yeah. me out. I actually yeah, kind of. I was that actually kind of sad. I remember that freaked me out back in the 80s the same way when Medusa got her head cut off in um, Oh, yeah, yes. Jason the Argonauts. Was it Jason Argonauts? No, no uh, Flash, Flash, the Titan. Titan. Flash of the Titans. So when all Flash that, of the like, Titans. Yeah, when all that liquid came out of her out of her body, I was like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, that same, was... face, same face with the tongue. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, actually, I actually felt bad for General when he died. I, I liked him. Uh, yeah. No. But, but I like I like that set though of uh, where they had the uh, the fight, the challenge between uh, James Bond. Oh, and, the the the, uh, the rotating thing with the spikes. With the spikes, yeah. That that uh, the very run by a remote control. Like it's just a hand control. You sit there. <laughs> spikes. I'm getting bored now. I love how the spikes come out just perfectly, not to hurt anybody though. That's pretty neat. <laughs> You know, it's funny, too, when that scene was going on, I kept waiting for Star Trek music. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, 
that would have made it perfect, <laughs> right? But you know, he does a Kirk thing too, right? It's like, oh, I'm going to defeat you. No, take my hand. You're gonna, I'm going to save you anyway because right. it's a good thing to do. To Man, be I'd have let him die. Well, I think Picard would have done that, not not Kirk. Kirk was to, you know, bye. No, <laughs> hey, Kirk did it to the Gorn. So he could uh, have killed the Gorn. He doesn't. Yeah, I will he, not kill. He did directions though, because that's yeah. that was the middle of nowhere. I'll let you live, but you got to tell me how to get off the planet. <laughs> yeah, I, I he had that was directions. A... He had to kill the Gorn to get off the. What planet. happened to he the? To what happened to the tree people though? Why didn't? Uh, did I miss that? Uh, um, Timothy Dalton's people. What happened? Why didn't they? The merry men. Yeah, why didn't they participate in the uh, final battle? Well, I think they supposedly they did, but they didn't. I don't know. Yeah, they had no way of getting in there. Oh, Look, I, I had all the cameras were pointing at the sky. <laughs> yeah, you didn't realize on the ground. Man. Yeah, you didn't see the ground <laughs> stuff heart, because all, it was... once again the grunts you get look, look left behind and not watched and everything. It's, going to, it's the sky boys who always get the best glory shots, eh? Well, they had the best muscles anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now I want to get onto Brian Blessed because my God. If anything ever like could consume the entire uh, scenery and create a, a giant a black hole around himself, it's Brian Blessed and his huge personality. And I think this was the first movie that I'd seen him in. Um, and I think this was maybe his first time that he was starting to really get big because apparently he used to be subtle, if you could believe it. But uh, ever since this movie, there's nothing you can see Brian Blessed in where he's not shouting at the top of his lungs. But... That being said, I liked him in this movie. I really did. I mean, for someone who overacts as much as he does, and he really chews up the scenery. There's a lot of scenery to chew, but he doesn't. And my God, I like him. I like him a lot. In fact, I like every scene he's in. Because you yeah. just, you know he's having fun through this whole thing. He's got a huge character. And I, I thought I knew him from somewhere, and I couldn't. So I kind of looked it up. Black Adam. And... Yeah, yeah, that too. But then I saw that he was Boss Nass, and I went, oh, oh, from Star Wars Episode One. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that was him? Oh, okay. Well, that was a CGI version of him. Yeah, yeah. And his but, uh, voice is definitely voice, slowed yeah. down so they yep. make it slower. But. Well, he played uh, uh, Augustus, Emperor Augustus, in. Uh, I Claudius. The, yes, and it wasn't as big, uh, was it? <laughs> no, well, no that, well, I saw him in that, and I thought, and he got angry and said, I thought, I know this actor. I've seen him somewhere before. And uh, a few months later, I saw uh, Flash Gordon again. I thought, oh, yes, yes, now I know who this is. <laughs> oh, I love him in Blackadder. He's in the, the only thing in the first season of Blackadder that's good is, is him playing yeah. the king. And he played the, I think he played the character exactly the same way. Oh, yeah, exactly yeah. the same. Yes. I mean, I think he was probably, I think it was around the same time. So he decided, well, I'm just going to go from one set to the other and just play the same character. That's it. I'm owning this. Yeah. But, uh, he, I mean, uh, right from the point where he's got the remote control, I'm bored. Spikes! Yeah. <laughs> Get the whips out! <laughs> Rip their heads off! Ah! It's like everyone. If you see him out, he when he goes to conventions now, he he, I I think his memory is like changes. Uh, you know how people like remember things a little bit differently. He remembers the scene with the flying Hawkman that there were thousands of people on suspended up in the air uh, and strings and everything for those scenes. When you look at those scenes, two and a half thousand. See, it's 
three guys. <laughs> That's what he says. Two and, and a half thousand. Bob animated things right. in the background. Right. Things flapping. <laughs> he said, he said it, was, it was two and a half thousand. That's how he said it. Two and a half thousand yeah. of us hanging from wires. I'm like, it's a lot of wires, dude. I think that's bullshit. That's a lot, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you remember the, uh, the uh, so carousel like scene Logan's run was the most complicated wire work they had done mm. for uh, up to that date. <laughs> and they, it was only like, what, 15, 16 people? There's no way that you're going to have 2,000 guys hanging in the thing with all those costumes. It's not, not necessary. What not when you, you've got the magic guys... of special effects. <laughs> What do you, I mean, what do you guys think about though his uh, the whole his whole race and all of that and you know how a lot of them perished in that final battle too. It looked like the it same. Did. You know, I'll, like be, the same I'll be honest shot with you. When over. I first saw this, I had already seen um, Wizard of Oz, and I'm <laughs> one of those kids that saw Wizard of Oz and was scared the shit out of the flying monkeys. I mean, that really scared me. Mm-hmm. I did not like it. I thought they were coming any second to come get me. <laughs> like that, that and Steven Spielberg's Jaws. You know, I, I never went into the ocean after that but um so when i saw i finally saw that i mean it's like why is this creeping me out so much why are these you know wing guys that's freaking me out and didn't they have chariots too by the way no i don't think they had chariots didn't they have something other than flying like they had their own craft or something Mm-mm. well there was flash's uh scooter yeah his flying scooter but that was it but he got it from them he got it from their place. Yeah, he? he got it from their place because when yeah. the uh, city was falling out of the sky, he hopped onto that and flew off. Right. So, but they all. Dash <laughs> is alive again. Right. So I guess Let's that's for people going. Got, got their wings clipped or something. There. And how many of them died the same way over and over again? Yeah, yeah it was the same shot. shot over and over. It was like they just kept showing the same shot of the people dying. Yeah, it was uh, a <laughs> like. Yeah. I would it, love. It kind of looked like a video game, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, a bad the way that one. they would like get into I've heard formation. An 80s video and... game. <laughs> yes, yes, it totally did. You were like playing Space Invaders or something. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Space Invaders. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My favorite part of the scene is where Brian Blessed's going. Uh, what did you say? Squadron One, dive. He's <laughs> 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 got such a naturally big mouth, you know. He's got those great big, awesome teeth. Dive. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Love it. I was like, oh, no Squadron 3? Oh, only two? You can say it. Oh. Yeah, I, I've only got two couple. squadrons. My, my, he my, kept doing that for like 20 minutes, I'd still be entertained. My, my two <laughs> favorite characters, besides obviously Ming, Ming was uh, Clytus and uh, and um, Brian Blessed's character. Uh, I just had a blame fart. What's his, what was his character? Vault, Voltan. Voltan, yeah. Those were my two favorites. I like uh, Clytus uh, as well. Yeah, Cly- Clytus was funny. Where, where, well, he had a great uh, speaking voice. What did he say though? Uh, when, when they were about to gas, when they were about to gas, uh, Flash Gordon, he said something like, uh, "It works better on an empty stomach." Yes. <laughs> was... Oh yeah, yeah. Because he said, "You refused your last meal. That's fine. Gas kills better on an empty stomach." Yeah. <laughs> he said like with that big, thing, that big thing Nazi over robot. his head. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's talking to Flash, and he's got that big metal thing over his head with spikes on it. Right. I want to see Dale, and he's like, "I'm here, Flash." Damn it! I said I wanted to see her. Pathetic. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, but it, yeah, oh, this movie is a lot of fun, though. I have to say, it. it you know, you just—I don't think there's any really boring moments in it it's so because you're either trying to figure out what the hell is going on or you're just enjoying what's what is going on and then it, you know i mean i don't think of this movie as being you know uh i don't think there's any boring parts or wasted parts no 
This was also a drinking game for me, by the way. Post high oh, school. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> every time, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, God, what's his name again? Um, John James Bond. Timothy Dalton. Anytime yeah. <laughs> he yelled, so that was a lot. Uh, anytime he yelled, anytime. Uh, oh God, I can't remember what which ones they were. Just little, but there were so many of them, and they were mostly ridiculous things like. The, where he a football reference or you know every time there looks like there's going to be a love making scene <laughs> <laughs> looks like anytime there's a midget on this on the ground right they had a lot of little people in this movie almost as many as they did in the wizard of oz yeah you anyways got to, though. You got to. we're gonna have to get to our uh i think we're gonna have to get into the scores soon and uh the meal so what is it we do the scores then the meal so that you can count this all up right is that right kente yeah, uh, but you know, um, Jen actually has to leave early, so uh, oh. I think it's a good time to, for her to do the meal, and then we'll we'll do the we'll do the wrap up and then scores. So okay, well, I, I did send my scores, Kinte, so okay. you know what they are. All right. Okay. Um, okay. So movies make the meal this time around. I have uh, got two. Got kind of a uh, a bit of a bonus here. First thing that I made, and I actually made this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Although, say, say what the, the, the segment is first, my bad. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so know. this is Movies Make the Meal. This is the companion segment to Cinema du Fromage, where I create all kinds of different culinary masterpieces based on movies that we've watched. I also do theme nights and all kinds of other fun really? stuff for other series. I do, yes. Cool. My Game of Thrones nights are legendary. So, yes. Oh, okay, I hope you so, don't do a Red Wedding something. Cause, um, I have... I have refrained from doing Red Wedding, but uh, <laughs> maybe in the future. Who knows? I don't know if I red get enough enemies. Bloody Mary mix. If I get enough, well, if I get enough enemies together, then it would work. I don't, I don't think it's going to work with my friends. Um, okay, so tonight I created Ming's Merciless Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I was just hoping listen, for hot, so just hot, listen, hot wings. <laughs> just listen to listen to listen to my rationale here, okay? I took the most boring of meatloafs that I possibly could, and I added Ming's spicy kick to it. That's what makes it good. It's just a regular meatloaf recipe. It has uh, red pepper. It's got hot red pepper, it's got Tabasco, and it's got red bell peppers in it. It's it's amazing, actually. It's actually really good. I was pleasantly surprised. But my bonus recipe for tonight, which I came up with uh, the night before last, is after I saw the the, the thing about uh, the, the stuff that they give Dale and... You know, it'll make your nights with Ming more agreeable. I just, <laughs> I just love oh, yeah. that so much. So I created Rookie a layered—it's a layered coffee drink. It has—is uh, it called the Bill it, Cosby? It's not. It's called Dale's Dreamless Nights. Oh. It's half and half Bailey's, <laughs> butterscotch schnapps, and Tia Maria. When you what you do is you put a little bit of whipped cream on top. I'm telling you, if you don't pass out from the amount of liquor in this drink, you will suffer from a diabetic shock. So, but it's amazing. It's actually really good. So those are my, and those will be up on the website very shortly. And we'll put, post those links with uh, Indie Radio. All right. Nice. nice. Do you want nice. to do, can you do your scores before you go or? Yeah. Do, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I <laughs> oh, great. Now I'm going to struggle to find them again. Okay. Pressure. I, <laughs> I believe um, 
my scores are, if you give me one second here, let me go back to my thing here. Let me send you okay. your scores. Yeah, could you? That would be awesome. Wow, you know what? You have them archived then, for me. And then also, uh, <laughs> also tell everybody about your website and all that. Yeah, well, people can get me on social media at following Bliss One. That's on Twitter. Uh, people can also find me on the web at criticallaughs.com with two L's. And of course, moviesmakethemeal.com is where you can go to find all of my awesome recipes. Okay, uh, scores. Production value. I gave Flash Gordon a nine. I know it's super generous, but I love everything about this movie. With, from the oversaturated colors to the just crazy over-the-top set designs. I, I just loved it so much. Story, I gave a three. I don't even, like you said, I don't even know it was holding that story together other than maybe some paper clips. And yeah, that's about it. Acting, I also gave a three. As much as I loved Max von Sydow, I, there's just there's nothing redeemable about any of those performances to me. But overall entertainment value, I gave it a 10 because I would watch this movie any day of the week and twice on Sundays. Oh, so right. those are my scores. All right. Twice on Sundays. All right. Twice on Sundays. Not many things I do twice on Sundays. That's, that's, one of them. that's what Jesus would do. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's so right. with that, I'm going to actually exit, and thank you very much. Thank All you. Right, we'll see you on our next step tomorrow. Nice to meet you. Yes, you will. See you tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Um, so now, why don't we go to? Uh, have you got your scores together, Monk? Or are you uh, still tabulating? I have no idea what. What scoring would work, but uh, I'll give you, based on what Jen just said, uh, production values, it's a good eight. Uh, some of the, unfortunately, it did not give me a sense of place other than it was beautiful, but I was struck between, is it uh, four or five different worlds that circle Mongo? Or is it one planet called Mongo with different islands there? It was hard. You couldn't tell because they were always seemed like flying through space, a multicolored rainbow colored <laughs> clouds to get from one place to another where you never saw the, the globe or whatever it is, Mongo itself. Uh, so, you know, and hey, uh, music, I'm giving that a 10. <laughs> Uh, flash category uh-uh <laughs> what yeah it's it's wow you sounded it, just like him i know it are you in the new freddie freddie freddie's come back yeah flash uh-uh yeah wow this is this has got to be yeah one more time monk please flash ah uh, no it's not the same you, you had yeah. it before it's okay you i had it last time sorry right. okay yeah. so um how about uh acting Acting, uh, I'm giving it a five, except for uh, uh, Mr. Jones. We're going to give him a two. <laughs> he showed up on the set, but unfortunately, Mouth the words. <laughs> yeah, they. And, and I think I think in the movie Ted that he showed in there, they actually dubbed his voice again by the same guy. Did they really? <laughs> no. That would be funny if that were the case. They should would... do. At least they should have done it like at least a, at a part of it. Yeah. That would no, I, th I think they actually. I think they actually did dub the voice, and um, funny the guy. Is, I still haven't found any 
anybody who can say who the actual voice was. That's right. Yeah, that, that has kind of become forgotten. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, I think it's the same same guy who who produced Ted uh, did the, did the voice for Fla for Flash. I Seth. think it's one of the Smurfs. Actually, Seth, yeah, Seth MacFarlane. What about story? Who would you give the story? Story? Was there a story? I'm sorry. <laughs> story? Uh, it was a it was a series of loosely tied together events, but the story. Every scene was a story. This was like this is a collection of stories, almost like a collection of small comics. <laughs> almost, yes. Okay, let's see what happens this week. Oh, yeah, a whole little story in eight panels. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. That, but uh, we, we must, we, we never mentioned the sequel to Flash Gordon. There was a sequel? Yes. Flash Gordon. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> probably, and I probably, one of, probably one of the best made uh, production-wise because it, it had some very clever dialogue in it. And they actually did a stop motion models in this animation, stop motion animation. Yeah. But, but my I'll... favorite line from that movie was when uh, uh, Ming directs one of his minions to go do something. He he puts his fist to his head and says, "Yes, your assholiness." <laughs> Now, Flesh Gordon, by the way, came out in 1974, six years before this, so it cannot be qualified no. as a sequel. Yeah. Well, the prequel. It's a prequel. They, they, had, the, they had the same spaceships. I well, swear to God, it's the same yeah. sausage-looking spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. What's your score for a uh, story, though? What would you give it? Oh, for the for Flash Gordon? No, for it Flash was a, Gordon. A collection of loose, torn <laughs> together scenes in which it's just like a kung fu fight. Uh, at the end of the movie, yeah, everybody has fought. Uh, air quotes fought everybody else in at least one scene. Oh wow! So, so would you give it a five, a six, or what for a story? Oh, for for Flesh Gordon? No, Flash. Flash. Flash? Oh, a three, a three, no better three. than a three. And what about overall uh, production? Uh, I mean, overall entertainment. Entertainment. Entertainment? Oh, it's it's a nine. It's a definite nine. That is so funny. <laughs> Flesh Gordon may come up later. We might do that. In the, not next. Do season. not make me watch that. <laughs> It's like, yeah, yeah, your wife is ain't like, nothing scarier than old porn. Okay, <laughs> they focus on the guy. That freaks me out, man. Okay, so That's obviously you've porn. seen a lot. Oh, oh. Of porn. so I've so the spaceship flying into the cave. That <laughs> there's like and there's a everywhere. It's a mess. It's the whole thing's a mess. It's All right. freaky. All right, so Mafuni, what's your what's your scores? Uh, production. Uh, I gave scores, but I don't really remember them. But uh, just hit me with what I was supposed to know. Production Pro value, uh -huh. definitely a nine. It was the '80s. Um, some of it looked kind of cardboard cut out, you know. And you, I think a couple of scenes you can see the actual scene or the set shaking because <laughs> they're so thin, right? But mm -hmm. uh, 1980s, so much color, so many outfits. Uh, I think it's you know, 
I, I think it added to the movie substantially to really make it to what it is. If it didn't have that, I really think that it wouldn't be, become such a cult favorite. So I'd say a nine. All right. Story. Uh, story. I'm actually kind of on the opposite. The more I think about it, the more I actually like the story. I would say around maybe a six because, um, yeah, it does go all over the place. Yeah, the dialogue is laughable, but um, you do kind of hit some familiar notes. You know, I mean, you have the, you know, let's all unite together to beat the common enemy. You got the classic uh, uh, fight scene, Star Trek esh sort of thing going on. You got some multiple different uh love scene sort of thing going on but it's not it's not predictable mm-hmm. i mean i think that's one thing we can all agree on is that you know yeah. if, if first time you've seen it you have no idea what's going to happen next like what are they doing but at the end why <laughs> but at the end you do see it's like you know he got he's got to defeat ming he's got to go get the girl he's got to unite the guys plus he's got to go to their different places to do his thing and show he's got to go to robin hood's lair and stick his hand in the 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 trunk with all the buttholes and you know that whole thing so he's got to unite everybody so i i like the story i thought it was kind of cool it's unique and it still hits the familiar notes so six all right six uh what about acting oh boy so really i'll be honest with you the only bad act bad actor in this was melody anderson that's the dale character everybody else i thought was fine even sam jones for what it's worth because maybe it's because i've seen it so many times that i kind of forgive him (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that's the reason why but it's not it's kind of like well it's flash gordon and i never read the comics i never saw anything other than this not even flash gordon okay (laughs) but uh i i never know what flash gordon's supposed to be and this is the first time i ever seen flash gordon so i just figured he's just this big oaf you know, and uh, do the right thing. He's got the moral compass of a, you know, a fourth grader, you know, and the mind and the language and the dialect of a fourth grader too. But uh, is that the way he's supposed to be playing? Obviously, no, he's not. Well, but in the age of concussions, we know why he's like that. exactly right. That's why there's. That's why you know, uh, was it Denzel Washington that came out? No. Yeah, concussion. Yeah, no, was it concussion? Will Smith. Yeah. Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that's see, right. Yeah, that's why they see. I got. I, I used to play football, so there you go. <laughs> but, uh, but Melody, yeah, she's the only one I was really kind of, you know, when you watch even a cheesy movie and the acting is believable, meaning that it can draw you into the movie. There's that one actor that you go, ah, uh, you know what I mean? It kind of mm-hmm. you get that cringy face on it, and that's she's the only one. She's the only one because certain things. And maybe it was because of they left that go flash go cheerleading thing. <laughs> it that really threw me off with her. But but I'd give it a six on the acting. I, yeah. Oh, OK. Six. Yep. All right, yep. and, and overall entertainment? Uh, definitely a 10. And the reason why I give it such a high score is because it's, I believe it's one of those movies that no matter where, where you are on our big giant ball of human beings, that everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and maybe not everybody. I think there's like four people in Taiwan who've never seen it. But most of the world knows the Queen soundtrack, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And if anything, that draws them to the movie, so that's how they see it. Or like I said, you know, you're high or you're playing drinking games and and you're watching it, so I think it's um, and it gets re-released in theaters all the time. You know, it's um, it's right up there with Star Wars for me. All right, all right, and that is his score. So my score, real quick, uh, production quality, I gave it an eight. Uh, story, I gave a five. Acting, I gave a five. And overall entertainment value, uh, I really enjoyed it, uh, but I give it an eight. I thought it was a really good movie. Enjoyed it. Uh, it was, it was awesome. So, all right. Okay. So it's all up to you, uh, oh, King Yes. Raven. 
All right. Well, seeing as I picked this movie, yeah, you're going to have a good idea where I think it is as far as entertainment value goes. But we'll start off with production value. I give it a uh, nine. Uh, I love the sets. I love the colorful look. The costumes are amazing. Um, And I don't usually talk about costumes or anything, but there are some really amazing costumes in this thing. I mean, there is nothing there that is not bizarre, weird uh, art deco alien in this thing that it's, it's just all that way and it's amazing to look at um i love the retro ships uh, you know keeping the what the look of the comic was and they look good the special effects uh, not so good but that's the only thing that drags it down is but they were of that time you know and so a lot of blue screen stuff and so you see a lot of mats and everything and it's not clean beautiful looking but it's okay for this film um, I love the cloud. The one scene I was going to say, uh, when the ship comes out through the clouds, that's one of my favorite uh, shots is of looking interesting. You have this swirling cloud and you just see this ship slowly coming out with a little needle nose and everything. I said, oh, that's a great shot. That looks good. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's something you don't see in everything. Everything else is, you know, it flies in space. There's pretty straightforward. This is this bizarre otherworldly feel to it. Uh, story. Well, <laughs> story is yeah it's a mix of separate adventures that are strung together to form one big story uh no arcs really uh nobody learns anything nobody gets it better ming loses but or does he question mark um i hate that by the way those the end question mark um but i i give it a, a six uh, only because it if it tied itself a bit better together, that you could feel like the flow, as opposed to being jumped to the story, jumped to the story, jumped to the story. Uh, maybe, maybe, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love this film, but it just, it, there's just something that is so herky jerky about it. That, I, that jumping from one thing to the other, the very last scene in Flash Gordon is Sam Jones jumping up and punching in the air. Yeah. And, that oh, is... no, and then they go to no, but then they go to the uh, here. Here's a curtain call for all the actors, and they yep. all walk out of it. And it's like this looks like they're just coming onto a stage and just going, ah, good more chance for applauding us. But yeah, that jump out. They say, oh yeah, it's one second left, and oh no, the Earth is going to be destroyed because they've got a time to the second, and that second was long gone. But the robot comes in because I guess they didn't know how to end the movie. It says, you've won, Flash. The Earth is saved. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> is that is that how it ends? Really? That, I mean, you that's, don't, that's you don't, how you it is. Yeah. That, aside from the stock footage of the beginning of the film, you don't really see how the Earth is in peril through this whole thing. Like you know how normally you see a movie and you know something's in peril and they keep cutting to it to show that it's in peril and something bad. You don't. You just have people talking about how it's in peril. No, no, that was those scary, scary giant hail balls, man. Come on. Yeah, but that was in the beginning. That terrified me. I don't know. I barely could watch the rest of the movie after that. <laughs> Probably oh, the favorite, only movie about the meteor that lands in the in um, Zarkov's bed while he's sleeping sets it on fire. And I'm going, shit! That actor is sitting in a bed and it just caught on fire. Wow, and that is that's and that's, it gets up like it's no big deal. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess I guess I guess I should get up now. And it turns out that that's a piece of the moon, by the way. That solar eclipse. Oh, you know, there's so many things you can talk about. The the weirdness of the whole thing. This is part of story too. You know, this unprecedented solar eclipse is nothing to be worried about. It's like, wait, the moon shifted its orbit. And NASA's saying, don't worry, that's that's just normal. It's uh, nothing. So, oh, unless you, you live know, on a flat Earth, that don't make no sense. 
interesting about that too at the end do you notice that ming says oh no they're they're all screwed now yeah it's never going to be the same they're already screwed i mean you're going to save it you know but but i mean there there's a lot of people wiped out now <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they're at the end you're saying do you want to stay well yeah. i guess so you might as well i mean might as well there's nothing home they yeah. did, that's what they didn't want to tell you the earth was wiped out <laughs> that would have been an interesting ending um okay so acting yeah uh, you've run the gambit you've got the over-the-top really huge brian blessed you've got uh some really decent stuff on max von Sydow for being you've got the very ultra serious shakespearean timothy <laughs> dalton and then you've got lump of wood being dubbed by a uh, nine-year-old boy <laughs> and, um also, the, and everybody in between has very interesting. Like, there's the small characters are actually the ones I find most fascinating too. Um, but it's a tough one. I was I'm hedging on about a five, only because there are. Maybe, you know, I'm going to change it to six. I'm going to change it to six because I do like all. There's no performance I sit there and go, "Oh, I hated it." I mean, you're right. Dale is comes off as a little bit flat, but she's the damsel in distress so i don't expect much from her because she's not really given much to do except for one scene mm-hmm. all the rest of the time she's sitting there worried about the fact that she's the big threat to her is she's got to marry ming i mean hey really. i'm engaged <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> the hell would that come from <laughs> he was just happy to see you woman damn <laughs> uh, overall entertainment value well this is definitely a nine uh, it's a fun movie, despite any of the weird flaws in it. It is a bizarre film. It it's its own type of like you're not going to see anything like it. It's there's nothing you can compare it to. I mean, you compare it to Star Wars, you're making a mistake. You're making a huge mistake. It's not Star Wars. It never meant to be Star Wars. It is its own thing. It is its own universe. It's uh, sort of almost a throwback to a long gone bygone era, uh, calling back on a hero that was you know launched the whole comic book hero thing because if you think about it flash gordon was a big big thing in 1930s and that launched people to realize that hey there's money to be made in this comic gig so let's give these guys a chance to do this thing this superman thing and this batman thing and give them a chance and see what happens and all these superheroes are the result of the success of flash gordon and now flash gordon is like who what what was that i don't know kind of for most people so it's a it's a great throwback to a forgotten hero in a way and um and it is just fun i just love this film it's got moments that make you laugh moments that make you go huh and there are some really creepy moments too that are kind of like oh and you there are many scenes that you will look at and you just go, okay you're not going to forget them it's, and that is a good sign of a movie if you can remember stuff years later and just something pops in an image pops in and you can suddenly just picture it again i mean it's it's done its job and it's definitely entertaining now, remember, so, uh, if you haven't seen it go see it remember this you will get no flesh gordon without flash gordon oh jesus <sighs> don't hurt your eyes people don't watch flesh gordon get to watch something modern it's better it's hardcore it's a soft core porn still you don't see nothing that's unless back you count in the, the day. giant penis monster that's back in the day where we were all lying to ourselves and said, oh, I'm sure women watch porn, too. <laughs> so they kept focusing on the guy. I don't want to see the guy. I don't want to know he's having a good time. I don't care. It's about me and her. Yeah, no, that was from the time you took your woman to see the porn. They were watching it, too. But this is the time when you could say, oh, this is for the whole family. 
<laughs> Look into him. <laughs> Only if he's over 18. There you wow. go. Now I'm scared. <laughs> Come on, son. Let's go watch a porn. Now it that, just got weird. A family that watches porn together stays together. So. Oh, exactly. Like the Mings. <laughs> well, I got to get going. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. It's uh, tally time. And uh, Flash Gordon got a score of 111, which Whoa. is 69% on the cheese meter. So. It does not crack the top two. Oh, uh, really? We I still thought it would. we still have Westworld is number one with a seventy five percent, which is one hundred and twenty, and Batman is a nineteen sixty six is I'm sorry, uh, Westworld is number one and Batman nineteen sixty six is number two, so they oh, are man. still in the top two as far as um, so Westworld is guaranteed in the final. It's all up to Batman. If if it can beat out uh, tomorrow night, uh, Battle <laughs> Beyond the Stars, it will be Batman versus Westworld in the finale. Wow! So the Westworld is the cheesiest. It's, it's the best of the worst. Best of, <laughs> best of the worst. Yeah. Not uh, is it trademarked oh, by somebody yeah. else? The worst is Omega Man. <laughs> Omega Man got the lowest score with uh, ninety-one. I can't which believe is it got lower than. Uh, Burnt offerings. Very. I'm still mad offerings, about that. Burnt offerings is just two more points more, but uh, yeah. I'm telling you, we gotta do a battle for the bottom as well. And conquest is the third from the bottom. Oh wow! Yeah. So, uh, Westworld was a a horror movie for me, not a sci-fi. Uh, when I was when I first saw it, I saw it like on a regular TV. I'm trying to think. How did it get such a high score? I guess. Every, uh, I mean, I gave it a high score, but oh, I'd uh, give it a high score too. That, that oh, it's, awesome it's, movie. It's, I mean, compared to like, how did the Warriors only get like a uh, hundred and nine? The Warriors on that list, and it's not number one. All right, uh, yeah. All right, I want to talk to the manager. Yeah, and Return of the Living Dead. Uh, that that was no, number two for Warriors, the Warriors, though. Come on. Yeah. By the way, Kinte, I just watched your uh, your Warriors. Um, them now. Uh-huh. That's sad. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool, but it's sad, right? And you're like, "Where's the rest of them? Too? Are they all? They're all gone?" Huh? You know, right, well. you know, looks the best is uh, Dexter's dad. Yeah, Dexter's yeah. dad. Uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, the one who was the rapist that gets arrested. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he uh, he was on Rich Eisen show just recently, and he still has his vest. And uh, you know, but I oh guess wow, he, really? Yeah, but he's been working though. So there you yeah, go. I saw him like bald or something. He was a, he was a gangster in mm-hmm. some gang movie. Oh, yeah, he's great. He's yeah, he's plays a bad guy really good. It was like a vato. Yeah, I remember he played like a vato. What was that? Uh, I think it was the uh, Al Pacino. Uh, no, it was uh, what's his name? Um, Battlestar Galactica. The uh, oh, American yeah. Me. American Me. He was in that, right? Oh, uh, you know, I don't remember him in it. Yeah, he, he was. He, he was like a vato. He's like, orale, I'm glad you came back. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, wow, is that him? Hilarious. Yeah, that's that's funny. All right, so tomorrow, uh, tomorrow is a battle. The final. Yes. And then we'll have two weeks to the big final, uh, final episode. But... Um, for this season, and we already have the third season set. Uh, I guess we'll be announcing those on the final show. Yes, so, so that you guys can, you know, bone up and study before each movie, so that you can sit there and go, "Are you guys nuts? What are you talking about?" Yeah, because that's the kind of reaction I'd like to hear. Yeah, I, I'll say this: um, 
uh, I guess maybe we should do final thoughts with Flash Gordon real quick, and then then we'll give everybody a chance to uh, say you know their goodbyes. Um, I, I'll say this about Flash Gordon, um, as going with the the rest of the shows that I mean movies that we did this uh, this season is uh, I, I don't think there there was probably only maybe one movie I saw, and you can guess which one it was that I didn't really enjoy watching <laughs> again. And, um, and Warriors? Like, no, that, I, I always loved the Warriors. It wasn't that one. Uh, uh, let's just say it's uh, uh, it rhymes with uh, Fernt uh, Moffrings. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> sure, why not just make up words because we can't find them. <laughs> I, I was trying to. I wonder what he's talking about. <laughs> Other than that, though, no, you know that. I mean, I guess it had some some points in it. Burgess Meredith was in it, uh, but uh, <laughs> For, too briefly, too briefly. But, but uh, and then you had uh, you had what Betty Davis was in it, and uh, she was. Uh, I think that was like near the end of for her, right? And that should have been the end for <laughs> that cool. performance. Too we'll soon, see. wait, too soon. But uh, no, but Flash Gordon though is. Um, I I had a lot of fun watching it again. It was a very good movie, and uh, definitely, uh, you know, so it's funny, though, how some movies, in their moment, you, you're like, whatever about them, and then you give it some time, and then you'll feel different about it, sometimes better, sometimes worse. Yep. I think that's one that wears better as it goes along, versus, yep. you know, some movies, you're wondering, what did you like about it, <laughs> you know, but not that <laughs> one. Mm-hmm. Titanic, anyone? Oh man, I yeah. <laughs> I'll never let go, Jack. And then she lets go, bitch. <laughs> no, she does though. She's I'll never let go, Jack. She's holding his hand, and then she lets go. Well, he was you dead know, you know, two people could have fit on that back of the ta- back of that table. We sure would have tried. Yeah, but would've... she needed to stretch out. Her legs were cramped. And then she threw the necklace. You, you know how many people she could have fed with that necklace? <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna feel oh, yeah. emotional. Throw at the bottom of the. Go sell that. We'll you know, people. Forget the necklace. Forget the necklace. She's married and had kids and had a whole life after that. And when she dies, she goes back to the first boyfriend. <laughs> so what about her husband? You know, who she spent yeah. all her life. What a cow. Yeah. Glad yeah. she died. <laughs> yeah. It's she true. Be love. Down at the bottom of the ocean with their little necklace. It's true. Love. <laughs> Just kidding. Do you think we're the safe? Let me ask, let me ask you well. Let me ask you a quick question about Titanic. Was there any moment before Jack died where he wished that he maybe made a different decision? Maybe Wait, the second. You, you mean watching scene? the movie? No, I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm talking about when. For me, it was when, when he let her go. I realized I was watching crap. Yeah, no, mine was the first five minutes where I was like, "Oh, he gets on the ch- oh, okay." <laughs> no, uh, no, I mean when he lets her get on there and he's like dying. Like, do you think there was a point where he was like, "Wait, maybe I shouldn't have done that shit"? <laughs> uh, no, the hypothermia already set in. He had no idea what was going on. No, oh. he probably still thought as he was going it, down, she was about to pull him up. Am I? Am I an asshole? I wouldn't. Have, I don't think I would have done that. <laughs> That's I would have gotten on one of the boats. I wouldn't have bothered. They both could have fit. like they did. He deserved to die. He's an idiot. Like, You're not yeah. contributing to society. Would you that really? Kind of brain? Would you really die for a chick you just met? Like what was it? Like three days ago or something? Must have been the best sex he ever I know. Found. Yeah, I was gonna say she put out. Eh, in you gotta a weigh car. that in there. You gotta weigh that in. <laughs> Fancy yeah. new vehicles, right? Shit, I'm not Steaming gonna be... all up, getting the windows all dirty. 
your handprint. Yeah, but not even your car. You're not getting I mean, it. Thank the goodness, other thank side. goodness the, the ship sank. Because imagine you're that guy. You own this piece of equipment that costs more than most people's houses at the time. You get in there, and the back seat is all like, you know, yeah, <laughs> up and you know, right. stained and everything. Looking it's like, like they, they filmed Flesh Gordon right there. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's start. Let's start with Mifuni. Uh How can people get you in social media? And um, do you have a website or anything, or do you are you working on any new material? No, no, I'm too busy right now, but I am I am planning on getting back into it. There's some I'm just still trying to find out what uh media, you know, and what uh equipment I want to use to to make films. I I've been doing a lot of writing, a lot of scripts, but nothing really on the scene. I'm Mifune Akira. Uh you can find me anywhere, Mifune Akira, uh, Facebook and YouTube and all that. LMAO Studios is a studio that we created way back when. I've done a bunch of animated stuff, done some voiceover work, but no, nothing on the scene as of yet. And Mifuni is the reason why people always ask me about gang rape. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there's an interesting. I like I like where this is going. <laughs> I get that I get that question answered a lot. Like I mean, asked a lot uh, uh, about the whole pack thing. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. one, one yeah. day you're gonna have to tell me where you got that from. Maybe off. Uh, well, you know, it's it's funny. There's there's a lot of things that I know that are you know. I am a huge believer in ignorance is bliss. <laughs> you know, I, there's a lot of things that, like SAG. You know where SAG came from? Uh-uh. People SAG their pants. Came from oh, prison. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, SAG. Yeah, I it's, a let them, it's a let them. I bet you yeah, it's the thing. I bet you it's the most ridiculous uh, fashion statement. And me coming up from, like, you know, as a kid in the 70s, you know, bell bottoms. Everybody tripped over them. You still wore them. What are you, an idiot? Came from the Navy. That's the reason why they had them. Where am I going with this? No, when, when you said SAG, I thought you meant screen actors, but the the prison thing, I, I it's it's um, I think it started as a joke because um, a lot of my jokes end with you know uh, like someone says something like um, you know I I haven't had sex like that I, I had rough sex last, last night and I say oh yeah that's that's I remember prison <laughs> so you know just jokes like that and I think that's really where it came from because of something about about doing that but then um, somebody actually told me yeah that's that's kind of one of the termination. Uh, uh, phrases that they use in prison and I went oh really okay well I'm going to use that I'll put that in the script so I did And that's but why. that conversation started with the joke and I think one person in the room was like not smiling <laughs> I was like oh, oh, been there oh San Quentin alright I got you yeah 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 okay <laughs> and I think I made the joke about the sag and he's like that ain't funny that ain't funny and he's all pulling his pants up that ain't funny not funny about that I'm going to have to edit that one part and uh, just so that I'll have it, uh, so I can send it to people who ask me about that. <laughs> but, uh, uh, as far as Flash Gordon, though, I, I think um, I think it's iconic, and it's unusually and uniquely iconic because it's like one of the most hated, rolled eyes at you know kind of movies, but it's also one of the most beloved movies. And I think they both have, um, even though you hate it, you. you and then there's like a middle, like you love to hate it, you know, like it's still, I can't stand it, but I keep watching it for some reason, like you were saying earlier about, you know, I don't know why I like it. So I think it's, I think it's one of those iconic movies that, that, you know, uh, is unique because it hits, you know, good and bad and it's cheesy, but it's, it's still entertaining. That's right. All right. The Monk, how can people get you in social media? And I know you're on Twitch, is it? Uh and uh, are you are you doing anything with uh, TMOA or anything else? 
Flashgordon.com. Uh, or, or any fairy no, movies? I, if you want to get a hold of me, be persistent. And then I'm going to ask you, why do you want to get a hold of me? There, I mean, there's... Nostalgia. Okay, go look at some of my old stuff. That'll give you all the nostalgia you need. Now, that way I don't have to show up. People looking for a copy of Flesh Gordon. Hey, hey, hey yeah, yeah. If you want... It, you want to check out my stuff? Get on YouTube and watch Feed That Cat. It's got 56 views. I need more. <laughs> Feed That Cat. I'm going to go watch 56 times right now. Wait, is, is, that, is that a movie hey, in the vein? Hey, it only lasts 35 seconds. How hard can it be to go ahead and watch it 10 or 12 times? It's all right. Is, nobody's, going, nobody's counting except me. Is that, is that movie in the vein of um, Flesh Gordon? Uh, no, not at all. Except if you listen to the music, you might wonder, is there a double entendre there? <laughs> What's it called? Feed that cat or feed the cat? Feed that cat. And you, you, you know what one of the best TMOA movies was actually by the monk, uh, Moby Dick. Oh, yeah, Moby yeah. Dick. Oh. <laughs> Masterpiece. Wow. Masterpiece. <laughs> Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Works every, every day. I'm sure you do. I'm fi I'm finding out how to pill a cat. Uh, I can't. You're gonna have to send me the link. No wonder no one can find it. Huh. Oh wait, I think I found it. Hold on. Uh, is that the one, the BB Boogie mix? Nope, that's six minutes. It can't be yours. No, mate. This is a short one. Let, let me here. And, uh, oh wait, is it? I think I know that. Is that your? Oh, I think I know which one that is. I used to love that one. If that's the one I'm thinking of, is that the um, commercial? The commercial, yes. The commercial. Oh, I love that one. Okay, I know which. Yes, if you can find it, watch it. It is. It is worth it. All right, I'll put the uh, the link in the, the show notes. Uh, so send, shoot me <laughs> the link so I can uh, put it in there, and we'll all watch it. Um, uh, you can follow me at, on Twitter at KenteF. You can go to our website, IndieRadio.org. That's IndyYRadio.org. And King Penguin, uh, how can we get you as well? You can't. As... It's simple as that. You just can't get a hold of me. I don't exist in the web. I, Crash I'm Cody. a social pariah. And when will Crash Cody uh, come back? Uh, it all depends if I can ever get um, the voice actors to get back together to finish the damn thing. Oh, well, you've you seen a movie called Misery, right? Just do that. <laughs> that That's how I get my, my cast together. Um, also, uh, tomorrow... Break your ankles? Yeah, yeah. It that's works, right? terrible. Oh, I, I see stinks. why you can't find it. Why? It's spelled F-E-E-D-T-H-A-T. Oh. Well, feed, feed that is one word. Feed that. Feed that uh, cat. Oh, okay. And let me let me pull it up. And uh, tomorrow, I found it. Sorry, go oh, ahead. Oh, that cat. It's feed that cat. Feed that. Feed that. I put feed. One yeah. word. Feed that. Feed that cat. It's got one comment on it right now. It's about to Just have two. One? Oh. Yes, and it's. Uh, Hey, there's people who subscribe to you? Awesome. <laughs> I think I said, oh, 161 views. Where have I been? <laughs> uh, 
And only five thumbs up. Only six. 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 All right. So, uh, uh, oh, yeah. So we'll be back tomorrow night with, uh, uh, what is it? Battle. Battle Beyond the Stars. Battle Beyond the Stars. Joy Walton and George Picard. Battle. And and his mole. (laughs) His mole right shotgun. All right. And we'll see you uh, tomorrow. Peace. Have a good night. Thanks.